Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brew Crew Podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 24th. It's been a while uh, since we have since we've uh, had the red dot on us, since we've been recorded. And it's been about just over a week since the Boston Bruins fell to the Carolina Hurricanes in seven games by a score of three to two in game seven. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting week in terms of media and, and exit interviews and what we think is going to happen versus what is going to happen. There's a lot of things up in the air. There's a lot of contract buzz and it is very hectic in the world of the Bruins. Uh, not much like the Celtics. Celtics seem to have things much under control. But um, Rick, where do you want to start? How do you do? You want to break down the series? Like, where do we stand? And kind of what what were your thoughts on this series? All right. So first off, how are you? Long time no see. Um. I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm going to go like all over the place. I feel like in this half hour recording we're about to do. So I feel like I'm just, all right. Yeah. So I feel like I just want to summarize my points that we want to get across that I want to get across today. So first Bruins were not the better team in the series. I think we can both agree. I think they were, they had their moments here and there, but they were for the seven games. They were outplayed not by a ton, but they were at the same token. They had a chance to win the series. They could have easily won that game seven. They lost three to two. Um, there, was, there was that coil. There was that hall chance, the coil chance, hall chance. I mean, there was chances there. Didn't really get a lot of penalties. Carolina was just a better constructed playoff team. And that's kind of where I want to go with this today. You can't – I think I want to – they could have won the series, but I want to look at the larger workload for the Bruce Cassidy era, the older Bergeron era, the McAvoy era, whatever you want to call it. First round exit to Ottawa. Sacramento next to Tampa. Cup run, but Asterix. I mean, the road, there was no Tampa. There was no who else was good that year? Uh, Washington. They, they, didn't have, they didn't have to play Colorado in the finals. They didn't have to play San Jose in the finals. They had to play San Jose. Yeah, Washington was gone. Um, then 2020, second round. I know it was the bubble, but second round exit to Tampa. Second round exit to the Islanders. Second round, uh, first round exit to the Carolina. So is it more like they're just a second-round, first-round exit team? Is that kind of what they are? The sample's there now. And I think it's just like we can't keep doing this every year. We can't keep bringing this team back as it's constructed and expect different results. I'm not talking about the top-end talent. I've been saying it for years. Bergeron, Marsha, I know they're getting older. They're good enough to be the best players on a Stanley Cup team. They've proven that before. I think it's the structure of the team in terms of their balls, in terms of their grit, in the terms of way they work on offense, the way that every year we're like, they can't move people out in front of the net. It happened again. Carolina was moving us around. We couldn't get to the front of the net in Carolina to save our lives. Below the dots, we couldn't get anything going offensively. We're a line rush team now. And our third, our, Third and fourth line just don't have the balls and the grit to like rough around the first lines of the other team. It's the same thing every year. So I think it's just got to be an identity switch. So the last point I want to make if Bergeron stays, I want to go with this identity switch. And if Bergeron leaves, I think it's too much. 
I think it's too much to come come back from in terms of center depth. So we can get more into that. But like those are the points I was at. They had a chance. They weren't the better team though. They're just a middling team for the past couple of years, and we can't keep doing the same old shit over and over again and having the same goddamn problems every year. So I don't know where you want to whose fault that is, but those are my opening takes. Well, the way that I see it would be that this team, and you kind of you touched on it, but there's no identity with this team. And they can't, they're just stuck in this gray area middle ground where they don't know what type of team that they want to be. You look back at, you can start at 2014 when they lost to the Blackhawks. The, the uh, kind of story going into that series was the Blackhawks' speed and skill against the physicality and the, the toughness of the Bruins. That was the identity that that team had. You go to 2019, the team that made the cup run against the Blues. It was the, it switched. It was the Bruins speed against the physicality and the toughness of the Blues. And obviously both times the Bruins are on the wrong end of that. And these past two years, it's like they haven't been able to decide do we want to go back to 2014 and, you know, play like the Oilers do and outskate them and just run them into the ground and try to score five goals a game and, you know, just pretty much just outscore everybody. And we're faster than you. We're more skilled than you. That's what's going to work. Or do they want to go back to the physical, like big, bad Bruins stereotype of just like kill everyone, blue cheats breaking the glass like pounding on everybody, but they're stuck in this middle ground. And I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's Cam Neely saying, I want a physical team and Don Sweeney saying, I want a skilled team and they can't gel. Or is it, there's, there's so many things at play and they can't, they just, they lack such an identity of what type of team we want to be, how we want to, you know, get through to that team and it's it's unbelievable because they've they've stayed stagnant in the same spot since 2016 yeah so you think there's an identity crisis where they're trying to do two things at once yeah pretty much okay i think it's they're trying to do two things at once be skilled which i think they are and they're trying to be physical which i think they're not i think that's the problem so then yeah. commit to being skilled, commit to being faster and more skilled. I don't think that's, than, that's not good enough anymore. I mean, I think the skill game should be priority one in the league today. But I think you look at the good teams like Colorado, obviously they have some skill, but they have big fucking guys who can move though. A car's not a little guy. He can move and he's big. I mean, who else? Tampa. I mean, can we look at Tampa? They have skill all across the map. And then on the back end, Hedman's a moose. Sergeyev's a moose. They can all move. Cernak's Bogosian. a moose. yes. Yeah. So they got a little bit of a mix of both of guys who can do one and do uh, skill, and they're big. I think that's the, the key to the playoff teams. Um, so uh, Tampa, Colorado, St. Louis had skill, and they were big on the back end. I think that's the key. They're big on the front team. end. And they're big on the front end, but they also had skill. They also had yeah. skill. So I think that's what the thing is. And I think the Bruins had the skill. 
but then you look up and down their lineup, who is their power forward who is big and can can still score? Felino was was that guy like five years ago. He ain't doing that anymore. Uh, Coyle is more of a possession guy. I don't think he really throws his weight around. Uh, you look at your third line, Trent Frederick's just a um, – oh. I mean, we can get more into the Don Sweeney and the drafting, but like – uh, Craig Smith is just a third line scorer. Doesn't have any grit. He's he's hard working, but he doesn't have any like you know can't like fucking muck people up. I mean, obviously Pasternak and Hall aren't gonna do it. I mean, Marshy's a wild goose, but he ain't doing it. Who do they have that can do that? Like these other teams have. And on the back end, I mean, Carlo's big. Does he hit anybody? Forbert's big. Does he hit anybody, or does he just eat biscuits? I mean, I think that's another priority this offseason. Get a big D man who can move and can move people. I think this is the identity that I'm trying to build here. The third and fourth line, getting these skilled guys who can move their feet and throw their weight around, not one or the other, which what they have right now is guys who, so like guys like Curtis Lazar, I think is a perfect example. He's a good bottom six player to have, move his feet and he fucking throws his body around. People like that. I think that's what they got to go with. I think they have the top end skill to do it. And I think they just need an identity switch in on the back end and then on the bottom six because they're trying to be physical when they're really not. They kind of just got bullied a lot in the Carolina series. They kind of did. So I think I'm thinking you just can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this the way they're throwing these guys out there. Well, so what, what would you like to see kind of, what would you like to see the moves that, that they could make where like there's so much kind of uh, macro big picture moving forward stuff, like small stuff. What is, you know, we saw that they, they signed, they made a couple of signings uh, right before their exit interviews. And, but is that they signed. Um, the Boral. Zaboral, Jakob Zaboral. I know, and, I know what that. Uh, means. John Beecher. Yeah. Okay. Zaboral. We know what that means. That means Riley or Grizzlick's gone. Probably Riley. Uh, but but what are you what are you looking for from, like what's what's the move? Like is it is it getting rid of Cassidy? Is it? No. I just I just don't see. It's it's almost like the project is too big for them right now. But you need you kind of need to just like start with one thing. What, what what is that one thing that is it management? Is it rosters? Is it coaching? Is it like like knock one peg down and that that shrinks the other pegs? Okay, yeah. So I mean, this could be a hot take. I was everyone's been ragging on Sweeney. They can't believe they're rehiring him or extending him. I'm fine with it. Is that a hot take? I don't think it's a good take. It might not be hot. Okay, so this is good. We have a little disagreement here. So this is why I'm – so there's obviously a lot of problems here. The the players might be tuned out Cassidy. Um, Sweeney hasn't been good at drafting. I'll give you that. He's been terrible at drafting. It has cost them into where they need to keep signing these bottom six forwards to fill roles, and they just can't do it, and it just puts them deeper into a grave. Of but he's not signing good bottom six forwards. Like all of these, uh, all you look at these, uh, you look at well, these other. Well, sorry. Well, I think when you look at it, I mean, Felino's bad, 
but he's forced into doing it because of his bad drafting. So that's where I think he's doing bad. But people have been were clamoring for a left-handed defenseman with some skill, and he got it for you. Last year, people were clamoring for secondary scoring, and he got fucking Taylor Hall. And then he gets them on long-term deals, which are pretty good value. Um, I think his trades are what are saving him for me, and I think his mindset is where I wanted to go with the team next year. What is his mindset? I have no idea what his mindset I think he is. wants to just – he he's he, he, I think he just wants to win with the team. I think he realizes like he's gonna have to like blow some shit up. To, he like, does because because they've pretty much since 2016 they've been in this circle of like keep the same you know. Oh no, I didn't mean guys. blow it up as in like trade everybody. I meant blow it up as in like blow up the future. Because the future, oh, the so only, you're, the you're gonna you're going, stop no matter what happens. You're, you're going or not, they're gonna have a terrible three four years. So why not, while you have this course still a little bit, go for it again. Like, this is the best it's going to be in the next couple of years. You got to do it, I think. That's my opinion. So you're and, going for the Dave Dombrowski 2018 Red Sox. Sell the farm. <laughs> sell the – like, sell everybody. Not sell your, the farm. I think you got to Get your sell. guys for now. Get like sell up. Get everybody sell. up. Sign yes. them. Sign them. Like, doesn't matter. Like, you know – we're getting rid of Mookie Betts. We're like he's gone in the future, but he can we can win with him now. We can win with Bergeron or Pasta or Marchand or whoever the hell you can you you want to bring into that comparison. But in two years, in in next year, when everybody walks because we don't have the cap space, we're gonna stink. But we got you a championship. That's what you want. Yeah. Okay, that's. I'm not saying I was. Like, no, I mean I think it's a little bit bad. in between those two. I think there's a path where they still have McAvoy at 23, Pasternak at 24, 25, Lindholm at 27, Hall at 29. Pa- I already said Pasternak. There, they have Coyle still. They got Lasell. They got DeBrus. There's a path. I mean, obviously you're missing centers there, but there's a path to have a Swayman. There's a path to still have a good team in a couple of years, and you can't waste those guys. Prime Prosternock and McAvoy's prime is starting to really go now. So I think it's a little bit of in between. How do you do that? I don't know. That's why I'm not an NHL GM. But the thing I want to do next year, I'm not worried about two years. I'm worried about next year. I think Sweeney's fine for the job. He's, he's going to go out and try to make a trade for probably a second line center. He's probably going to try to sign a good depth defenseman. I know who I want. And I know who I want for the second line center. And then uh, I think he's going to try. I think him and Sweeney, uh, him and uh, Neely know what's wrong. I think they know the way they play in the playoffs is bad. I think Neely alluded to that in his pro game. Did he see how, like, we got to play a little below the dots? And enough of this line rush bullshit. They got to be more playoff driven. I think Neely and Sweeney know that. And I think they know the pieces that they have more. They haven't done it. They've, they've, like, we've been asking these same questions for, like six years now, and it's the exact same problem every offseason. Like, it's why the is player. it? It's not the player. I don't think it's the players they put on the ice. What do you mean? Like, elaborate. I think Greg Smith and Charlie Coyle is a good third line. Okay. But I don't think it's a good playoff third line, really. As well, I don't know what I'm really so saying. Then it's not I told a you good I place today. I, I, this is why I needed a week. <laughs> this is why I needed a week. God damn it. I, 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 I think that's a pretty good, when you look at it objectively, that's a pretty good third line. 
and they constructed that those two. They made. I mean, they have a good. They have good forward depth. Um, but they're not I, scoring. It's been the same problem. Whose fault is that? Scoring. Is that is that their fault or the players' fault? Or is that Cass' well, uh, fault? They're if they're not if they're bringing in players that aren't scoring, I would say it's on management. These guys can't score. They, they score the regular season. Like kinda. It's ever since January. Like, I don't know. I I was hesitant this whole this whole playoff run. I would say you can go back to the earlier episodes. You just I just I wasn't sold on the depth scoring. And it's this exact same problem. It's it's I'm so tired of being in the offseason and and talking about these issues. Yeah, me too. And it's it's been the exact same. And like how much longer can you can you run Charlie Coyle out there? Like Greg, he's from Weymouth. Like Greg, he's a little You don't kid. want Charlie. I think he's a fine third line center. I, I, like, he, scored I he scored two big goals. He's a third line center. He has to do everything. I think he was pretty good. But like how many times do we have to trot him out or you know, some some other plug and play sign for one year for two point seven million dollars? Like you know, Rick Nash, Nick Felino, Nick Ritchie trash to like say, like, wow, we need to change something here. This isn't working. I think we need to change something too. I think we need an identity change on where I mean we need an identity change. So then what's the identity? Because the identity is top two lines are skilled, bottom six, the two bottom six lines are a mix of speed and physicality, and the back end is big bruisers with some skill guys. I mean, they're missing the they're missing the big bruising defensemen who are just tough to get in front of the net. Who moves the guys out in front of the net? Does anybody? No. It, this is something we always complain about. That's one thing. And another thing is the bottom six was just a bunch of slow fucks. Uh, like Felino, I know I was wrong about him. I said he would do a, make a big goal. He never did. He he just stunk. Um, but the guys really liked him in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, three point eight to have say that a boy and pat you on the back. Bad signing. I'll give you a bad signing. I think it's just you need guys like the guys that Tampa had: Barclay Goodrow, Blake Coleman. Now they got Dick Paul and who's that? Brandon Hagel. Guys like that who were like they drafted all those guys, right? Well, they just traded for Hagel and Nick Paul, but they no, they traded for Coleman and Goodrow. They they traded for them. They traded for all of them. What they do with like Kalorn? They drafted Kalorn. Okay. They drafted that guy Ross Colton, who's blowing it up. Like they see they are better. Draft. So I think you're what you're getting at. What is, they do with Pilot? Sweeney, they drafted Pilot. You're getting that Sweeney stinks. Well, I just I'm I've said it like seven times this this podcast. Like they they're just stuck in limbo. They don't know what they want to be and. Stuck in limbo in many different ways, yeah. In terms in of so like, many different ways, like organizationally, they're stuck in limbo. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm I'm almost at the point where I'm okay with pretty much getting getting rid of everybody except Marshan. We're we're taking Bergeron out of this equation okay. for for the sake of this argument. I'm not at totally at this point, but I. I wouldn't be mad if they just said we're keep, we're getting rid of everybody except Marshand, Hall, Lindholm, McAvoy, and Swayman. 
That that's on the that's on the pasta truck. Oh, pasta. Yeah. Pasta. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Sorry, you. I was like, oh, he's missing somebody. I know he's missing somebody. Pasta. Thank you. Okay, so Carlo, you would be fine with moving. I would be too I, for the thing. I would be. And too. I'm not. I'm not like they need to do that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. If, yeah, I know. if they if they do do that, I'm not like you know I'm not mad at it because look look at where the team that is making a run is at the Boston Celtics. They had these older pieces and they blew it up and they stunk for two years. And now they've, they have two stars who are under 25. I want to say Brown might be like 25. They have they, they were drafted in 16 and 17 as like 18, 19. Tate, Tatum's 23 and Brown's probably 25. And they've been, this is their third conference finals. Granted, they haven't won. And I, I've, have, I've touted on the train that I'm not convinced until they do it. But and they, okay. they've made it to. Sports. Dude, like the Eastern Conference finals in the NBA are so much easier to make than the Eastern Conference finals in the NHL. That's a, that's a, that's a fact. Okay. That's a fact, but they're, they're <laughs> making it. That's the thing. Like, I know it's, they hey, still, the Bruins aren't even close. You're forgetting like, if you're forgetting that the people, the beginning of the season were thinking about trading Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They, yeah. Well, one of them, they wanted to get rid of one of them. And, but they, and that was at the beginning of the year with a new coach. And they, in December, they bought into this system and they've pretty much been the best team in the league. They changed coach. They changed GM. Is that is that the path that the need that the Bruins need to go on? I it's I want just, you to answer that. There's there's so many ways this could go. And how do you want it to go? I told you how I wanted it to go. I want to keep for next year. Sweeney, yes. Cassidy, yes, but you gotta change your systems. If he doesn't really want to do that, then he's got it. I don't know. I, 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 I'd be fine with Sweeney staying. I would be fine with a new guy, but I won't, I won't hate it if Sweeney stays. I think it's just like run it back one more time. If Bergeron comes back, if he doesn't come back, I don't think it's sustainable. We'll talk about that another day. If he comes back, I said retool it all. That's my piece. One more time. What's yours? Where do you want to go with this team? I want – I'm okay with them. All right. I'm going to, I want them to retool, but in the sense of not tear it down, but like, I want a new, the problem is I want to get rid of Sweeney. And if you want to get rid of Sweeney, a new guy's going to, the new guy's going to want his own coach. Yep. And I like Cassidy, but maybe it's just the fact that he's been there for seven years and you know, he's starting to fall on deaf ears. And seven years? 2016? Four, that was 17. Five, I think he came in the middle of 17. Five to seven years. Yeah. Whatever. And, you know, the point still remains that maybe it's just falling on deaf ears and maybe they're just getting tired of it and maybe some fresh blood will wake them up and make them – kind of rejuvenate this this team but if you want to get i i would god it's just they're so stuck they're so in the middle of nowhere 
And I just they're they're just gonna be stuck and they're gonna have the 20th pick every year and they're gonna get nobody. And it's just they're I don't know. I I can't it's so insanely frustrating to see where this team is at and how possibly the greatest two-way forward in the history of hockey and one of the best goal scorers in the history and one of the all-time fan favorites in the history of hockey. Marshan and Bergeron, quite frankly, I think their careers have been wasted and they haven't, they just, their help hasn't been there. And they finally get the help, you know, and Krejci was stuck with year, for years with nobody. And they finally get him help and now he's gone. And it's just, it's so insanely frustrating and they don't know, they don't know where to go. Yeah. I mean, this, I knew it, this was going to be the complain podcast. Like we're just complaining and bitching and it's just what it's going to be. So, I mean, uh, do you want to run it back is kind of what I'm going to ask here. Do you, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to retool? Does that mean like trading off some unnecessary pieces like Craig Smith, blah, 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 for like younger players or future draft picks? Like, do you want to like, just have, do you want to make it next year? What's your. I would rather that than I'd rather them retool and why and have it not work and have it have it like them make a playoff run and not win and then be kind of not fucked down the road, but like hmm. like not in a great spot because it was like, all right, they made a run, they made an effort. Then or they just tear it all down. Then them just being stuck in this mill ground and they face a top four seed in the second round and they lose. Yeah. So I'm, I say you either have to go the 2018 Red Sox method and just go all in, push all your chips in the middle and say, we're, we're either winning a championship or we're dying on this hill. That's the way that we're going down with the ship. We're going down with our guys. That's how it's going to happen. Or you just tear it all down, clean house, and say, we're going to win it. We're going to try to win in 2026. And I'm saying there's a, there's a middle there. I think it's possible. And that's where I lie. But the middle, they've been in the middle for six no, years. I'm not saying – a middle I'm leaning towards the Dave Dombrowski method, but I'm saying it could be sustained for more than one year. There All are right. people's, I mean, I can throw you out. Like, can we go trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois? I don't, I, I would be totally for that. Or, you know, we No, why he's 23 and he's a center and he's mega traded cop. Andrew Kopp is a free agent at the end of this year, right? Yeah. How old is he? Uh, we can get on that. That's a guy that I would say, if you want to go. Are, him and the Rangers are doing progress there. It's going to be Ryan Strome that they let go of, and no thanks. Well, he's doing – yeah, he's doing fine and dandy down at MSG. Um, having a grand old time. They're going to get washed in five, dude. We would have beat the Rangers. But – so, Bruins cap space, we can we can kind of get. Yeah, I'm looking at. We, I'm moving can, some things around right now. We can we can get off of kind of 
the direction we think they're going. Uh, so you have you have Lindholm and McAvoy both locked up for eight years. Uh, McAvoy under nine and a half, and and um, Lindholm under under six and a half. That's a pretty and, good deal. And great, great deal. You have shout out Sweeney. Huh? Shout out Sweeney. <laughs> shout out, thanks, Donnie. Um, that's a big increase from what they were making last year. Lindholm for us, wasn't he making like three with the retained salary? And then Backboy was making like 4.2. Now they both go up. Very tough. Um, so then you have Marchand for three more under 6.1, oh. which is I think that was though. I think that was Shirelli. Uh, Sweeney. I forget you know what there's no way. Sweeney came in what 2015. You think Marshan signed a like nine year deal, eight year deal? I think they were allowed to back then. Um, you have Pasta for one more under six point seven. He's going to want a pay raise. That's going to be yeah, up that, to that's, that's moving, but that's that's going to be up to nine to ten, I would think. Um, DeBrusque for four. Coil for uh, Debrus is, is two for four. Uh, who you just extended. Uh, Coyle is four for five. And Matt, uh, Carlo is five for four. Yeah. He's got, I think he's always, he's his mush brain. You have going into this offseason. That was Don Sweeney contract, Brad Marshand. The okay. September 26, 2016, eight years, 49 mil. That must have been one of his first. Kind that was swing. one of his first moves. Yeah. Um, That'll be done. So you have 4.3 in cap space heading into the offseason. And I think and you can add more. Riley's probably getting out of there. That's three more. Riley's three more. Buyout Nick Felino. you get. Let me check it. I'm going to buy. You save nearly half the contract. You save 1.9 of the 3.8. So you save 1.9. So that brings you, up, you know, and then you that, have to pay him next year 800k, which is that, bring, that brings you, excuse me, that brings you up to about eight. Yep. Uh, I look at coil four for five. He has a no I, move clause though. So that that's not a great contract in my mind, and something that ideally you could. It's hard because yeah, I like rooting for him and I like the player, but. If they moved him, move that contract, that opens a lot of doors. Can't. That opens so many he doesn't doors. Want, he's not going to want to get traded. He has a no-move clause. He says he has all say of getting traded. So, there you go. Um, Craig Smith is a one I think you can get rid of. 3.1. Fabian LaSalle, if he can do it. I mean, they signed him early. LaSalle's already signed. He's already under his entry-level deal, so they think he can make an impact soon. I, I think he could – Craig Smith's one. Obviously, the brusque is, is, is an option at four mil. Carlo, five for four. Yeah, I think they're going to choose between Grizzlick and – oh, sorry, Carlo. Uh, I think he probably stays. I mean, it's hard to get big defensemen. I know he doesn't – Assistant captain. He's been but I think if you – Part of the system. Yeah, I think, like, that's a guy they want to keep. Um, I think it's just going to be Riley – I think DeBrus is an option. I think Smith's an option, and buyout Felino. I think you made enough room. To so that where... brings you to what ten? 
if you trade all of them, yeah. I mean, then you have some holes to fill. But that gives you enough to get Bergeron on a hopefully – I mean, we're just going to assume that Bergeron comes back for this. Um, like, I don't know. What will he sign? Probably three and a half, hopefully. Take a little discount. That would be team – that would be very team-friendly. Yep, but that's a path. Um, maybe try to get another second-line center. That Dubois kid we talked about. Pierre. He's an RFA, so we would trade for his rights, and he'd probably make like five-ish, five and a half. So just some some names off the top. I don't have a list in front of me or anything. Some names off the top of my head that I know are Malkin. Nope. Drew. Nope. Uh, Krejci. Krejci. Um, Not dead, dude. I would, I'm, listen, I love Krejci, but I'm, let it go. Let them in. I think they need to get a young, I think they got to get a young guy. I don't think they're going to have the cap space to get one of these guys. That's why I think. Vinny Trocek. Like, I mean, I'd take it. I think he's still like, what, 29? There's no way he comes, though. I think they got to get rid of that after the, it's over. Um, if Crew can go, if Crew can go to St. Louis, he yeah. can sure come here. Um, I think it's more of a trade uh, because I think they're not. I know they we've just made a lot of cap room for them, but I don't think they're going to trade all of those guys. So I think they're going to not gonna have enough cap room to go after these older centers. I think they're going to try to make a trade. Mark Shafley has one year left on the struggling Winnipeg team, six point one mil. Uh. So it's just some other Malkin, Subban, Drew, Kessel, Latang, Kessler, Gaudreau. That's a re-sign. Radulov, probably a re-sign. Ah, he's 35, so maybe not. Maybe they let him walk. Uh, Lu- oh, I know who I want back. Louis Erickson. <laughs> Bring him back. Run it back. Um, so that's, you know, Palat. That's probably a re-sign. Yeah, they'll find a way to get him. Need a rider, probably. Need a rider would be a. That's a. That's a culture. Re, that's the guy. I know they won't probably get him. But that's a culture guy. Where, that's a guy I'm talking about. The re up your third line. That guy can move. He can score and he can hit. He's on a five point two right now. Riley Smith. Similar deal too. Uh name that sticks out to me right now, Bert Andre Burkowski. Uh, it's another skill guy, though. I think they're set on the skill guys, don't you think? 27 years old, 22 goals, 4.9. That just stands out to me. Well, I think um, he's probably – they're probably going to find a way to re- – he's also going to get way more than 4.9. Yeah. And I think that's just another skill guy. I think we got to get – like I'm saying, I want the identity guys. And I think there's a guy out there who's an RFA. Do you know someone by the name of Miles Wood? Heard of him? Been in golf groups with him. Not a big deal. How are you? Shout, shout out Essex County Club. Yeah, uh, that guy screams brewing to me. I want him bad. Well, we know Sweeney would take him from around here. Yep. Uh, some just another name that stuck out to me on this list: Nazem Kadri. I would take him in a heartbeat. Um, Perfect. That would be. That would be unbelievable. Dude, Kadri Pasta Hall. Uh, Kadri just, scored a hat-trick last night. He's so good. He's so, so good. Cop, uh, obviously another. I think he's going to make more. So that's kind of where we're at. It's just 
they're just stuck in this in this limbo. And I think there's a path though. Let's see how it goes. Let's not get all down yet. It could be an exciting offseason. There's gonna be a lot of stuff happening. Hopefully, if Bergeron retires, I'll fucking cry. But if he comes back and let's say like Lysel makes the team out of camp, Bruins made a trade for a second line center. Bruins well, I want I know. Can I mention the guy that I want? Go ahead. Uh, Nikita Zadorov. Okay. Flames, right-hand defenseman, middle, uh, probably a, a fourth, a second-line or third-line pair, but he's a moose, and he can move. And he's a Calgary defenseman, and they are shut down. So, Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if they do all that stuff, I think I'm back in. Can I interest you in Ryan Donato for $800,000? No. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's it. We got pretty fired up. Um, yep, the fired up but- pod. We'll probably we'll probably have a, a couple more over the summer, just kind of movement things, and possibly uh, maybe maybe a little bit of U.S. Open stuff. Uh, we're we're a month yeah. away, perhaps. We'll uh, we'll keep you posted. Um, all right, but go, that's all. Go Oilers! <sighs> Who's your pick to win? Uh, abs, abs over bolts. Hello out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. Where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game third period last game in the playoffs too oh take me where the hockey players face off down the rink and the stanley cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream the puck is in the home team wins the good old hockey game oh the good old hockey game is the best game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old.